Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, November 13th, a week after the Breeders' Cup. And we're going to Churchill Downs to take a look at their late pick four. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, back from the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar. And uh, I know it was a lot of work for you being involved with the, the contest, but uh, a lot of fun as well to be around that atmosphere. Oh, it's a great trip. Uh, if you haven't been to Del Mar, you need to go. It's um, it's on my list of best tracks in the country. Obviously, Keeneland is, is on that list as well, along with Santa Anita and Saratoga. Beautiful country. Uh, people out there are extremely nice to the players and to the people uh, at the Breeders' Cup. It's a great trip. I'm sure we'll be out there in five or six more years, so... Make your plans now to go out there. It's a it's a wonderful place. And back at Keeneland next year, so that'll be exciting. It is. We got a great place too. So uh, got a uh, they they had a they had a really nice card. A lot of chalk disappointed, <laughs> but a lot of chalk came through, including Nick's go. That was an amazing performance, along with Life is Good. I'm looking forward to seeing those who hook up in the Pegasus later on. I guess. Well, let's go to the late pick for Churchill. Starts in race eight with a maiden two year old event. Now there's a maiden two year old event on the back end of this. So you can't watch the tote board on that one, but you can on this first one to get a, a little guidance perhaps on how it's being bet because I uh, ended up really uh, spreading in here. Did you have anybody you had a high opinion of in the uh, two-year-old maiden race? Well, the one that I would key on if I were take, playing a small ticket is uh, Seal Beach, the seven horse for Mike Maker. Uh, this horse obviously has uh, not broken his maiden, but they thought enough of him to move him up to the breeder's futurity at Keeneland off that second place effort at Churchill back in September. Was in pretty deep waters there with uh, Rattle and Row and Double Thunder. Didn't fire. Uh, had a rough trip, but he could just strike that one off. And if he did, if he had not run that horse here, uh, I think he's going to be the favorite here along with a couple others. So I, I, I like Seal Beach. Also like Mass Patrol. Uh, Brendan Walsh and uh, Jimmy Graham are 21% when they hook up together, and this horse ran big. First time out of Keeneland, uh, lost to Fan the Fire, but got a 74 buyer first time out of the box, and that's that's pretty strong. Surfer dude for Dallas Stewart, uh, ascending buyer, 63-67-70, uh, ran at Keeneland, got beat by Seal Beach back at Churchill in that race that uh, prompted Maker to move Seal Beach to the grade one. So Surfer dude has a shot with, with Dallas Stewart, epicenter on the outside for Asmussen, and I don't know if you've noticed, but Asmussen has won six races already at Churchill, so whatever streak he was on here at Keeneland has been corrected last week at Churchill, and Santana's won a couple, so this Rosario takes this mount. you got to think that he's live. And then Hornbeam is a first-timer for Brad Cox. I chose this one over Marquis Ride because he puts Giroux on this one with Garcia on the other one. Um, the works are fairly similar. Uh, Brad Cox gets them ready, so I'm going to stop there, but uh, I think Seal Beach is probably my win pick here in the eighth race. I ended up taking uh, Epicenter um, for uh, Asmussen. Um, showed good speed in the debut, and Giant Game was third in that race. Giant Game came back to win at Keeneland and then uh, ran well in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So, and Rosario riding, showing up to ride here. He's riding a full meet at Churchill. So I'm going to take Epicenter. Not a strong opinion. I had Surfer Dude next. He was third to Giant Game in the race that horse won at Keeneland. Uh, Mask Patrol, the two Coxes, and Seal Beach are the other ones 
that uh, I had. I'm going to go six deep on the ticket. But again, you got a chance at this, at least in this first leg, to see how the wagering is going and uh, if the, the money's really showing up somewhere or if somebody's cold on the board, you can maybe adjust the ticket accordingly. But epicenter for me. Ninth race, I'm going to try to streamline a little bit. It's a non-winners of two allowance or two-year-old fillies going six furlongs. And I like Girl with a Dream in here. Only bad race was in a grade one against Echo Zulu. It's uh, Cox and Rosario, so that's a very potent combination, obviously. Um, Lady Danae, uh, the question mark is dirt, but she has faced some really good company. So I'm going to include that one as well for a second chance. But I think Girl with a Dream is going to be pretty hard to beat in here. So I'm going to take a stand with those two in the pick four. How about you? I'm exactly with you. Uh, I might prefer Lady Danae. Um, I think the breeding, they've, they've tried uh, her on turf, and she did. She broke her maiden first time out. Um, tried the grade three at Belmont. Didn't embarrass herself to bubble lock. And uh, Gallon of Rush and Mystic Eyes. So those three horses are all good on top. So with that back class and that 85 buyer right out of the box at Saratoga, I got, I'm got. i going to take her on top. But I'll also use Girl with a Dream for Cox and Rosario. Um, the spinaway was a uh, disaster, but Echo Zulu makes a lot of fillies look bad. So uh, exactly the same, three and five here. The tenth race is the Dream Supreme for fillies and mares three and up going six furlongs. The top two in here, Bell's the one in Sconson. Uh, their connections elected not to ship out to Del Mar. Shipping was a little more problematic than it usually is. And they elected not to go out and challenge Gamine, who ultimately got beat. So uh, with a fast pace, one of these two might have won the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. But they're running here in the Dream Supreme. And uh, did you pick one of those, or did you try to upset them? I, I'm going to try to upset them. I, both these um, Phillies have had, um, or Philly and Mare, have had extremely good luck in catching races that have fast, fast paces. They've caught another one here. There's the Franks Rockets got speed. LZ is, goes one way, and that's right to the front. And Vintage Ready, even though she's cheaper a little bit coming out of Belterra, she's going to go right to the front as well. So it's got to set up for one of three closers. I'm going to take Club Car here. Um, I like the effort in TCA. Bell's the one only beat her by neck, and she was 14-1 to 1 that day. Uh, had a little traffic problem. Bell's the one really got a better trip, and I thought that Club Car may have run the better race, and uh, she's getting better at the right time, and, and Sconson and Bell's the one, it's hard to pick between them. Um, I'm going to take Club Car in a little bit of an upset with Rosario taking them out over Gaffeon, and that, that you know, Tyler won the Keeneland meet. i got to take Joel there for another half a length or length advantage. And um, I, I think Club Car upsets both of them. I do think Bell's the one in Wisconsin could have won that race with a good trip out at Breeders' Cup. But I'm saying they're kicking themselves for uh, overrating Gamine. It's just Gamine that ganged up on her, and she had no shot, and it just collapsed. And I think one of these two could have uh, run them. I'm going to go so deep in the two maiden races that book in the pick four that um, I need to keep the ticket down to a manageable level here. So I'm going to go uh, – between Bell's the one in Wisconsin, and I'm going to take Bell's the one. I used to think seven furlongs was her best distance, but I think as she's gotten older, it's it's become six is her best trip, and she's been able to lay a little closer to the pace, which uh, helps Corey Lannery. So uh, I'm going to take her with just a little tactical edge over Wisconsin. I think you make a really good point about club car, and uh, if you, as a better, when you're structuring your ticket, if uh, you can narrow it down in one of those two maiden races, then uh, you could certainly add club car, and that's one that's going to uh, 
certainly uh, enhance the pick four by a good bit more than Bell's the one or Wisconsin will. But I'm going to take Bell's the one to win the Dream Supreme. Brings us to race 11. It's two-year-old maidens going a flat mile on the main track. Everything, of course, is on the main track at the fall meet. Their new turf course will be ready for the spring meet. Uh, I ended up taking Call Me Midnight in here. A couple of solid efforts for Keith Sormo off the bench, off a short break, versus really good fields both times. Uh, I thought the, the last race at Keeneland was a really solid effort. And um, I'm going to take Call Me Midnight on top, but I'm going to take the Cox first-time starter, quick to blame. Uh, going to take the other Cox, Almanzo. Uh, there's an Asmussen uh, Oiler, number nine, that uh, is making a second start for the Asmussen barn, and they often improve in that circumstance. And then I'm going to throw in Schmooze, the five, first-time starter for Kenny McPeak. He didn't win a lot of first-time starters, but he can, you know, you'll see it occasionally happen. It was a really good-looking one, won two turns that won the last week at Keeneland. Uh, but uh, Schmooze from the McPeak Barn, which generally gets hot in the fall meets. So I'm going to throw that one in as well. So uh, I'm going to go five deep with the pick four, but I took Call Me Midnight on top. How about you? I can't disagree with that. Uh, Jimmy Graham seems to ride well for uh, anybody right now. He's, he's really good. He's 20% for Keith Stormo. So uh, I, I can't disagree with that. I'm going to use Almanzo, the Brad Cox uh, Colt on the inside, who has not fired as well as they had hoped. But uh, maybe the mile stretch out will will help this this colt. I'm going to use quick to blame the other cocks on the outside with Rosario Euler for Asmussen. I'm going to throw in Brando uh, for Eddie Keneally. Uh This horse hasn't uh, lived up to expectations, but caught a really good one last time in Howling Time, and I think that that with a little bit of improvement, the outside draw might help. And Keneally is is really good with younger horses, so I think Brando's got an outside shot at a price. So I'm going to go five deep and get you pick four. So tell me what your pick four ticket looks like. Well, it's fairly expensive. It's a $75 ticket. Uh, three, five, seven, nine, ten. The first leg was still Beach Green, my top pick. Then sticking with three, five, Girl with a Dream and Lady Danae in the second leg. Going three deep in the uh, Dream Supreme with four, five, six. I'm going to take Club Card and an upset. And then five deep again in the last leg with one, four, eight, nine, ten. Call me midnight top pick. So $75, three, five, seven, nine, ten. With three five, with four five six, with one four eight nine ten. If you can narrow down with those middle legs, you can make it a lot more affordable. I ended up with a sixty dollar ticket, six by two by two by five. It's a two three five seven nine ten, then three four, then four six, then one four five eight nine. Sixty dollar ticket going deep in the two year old maiden races on either end of that late pick four at Churchill. Going to see some uh, nice cards there at Churchill through the fall meet uh, up at uh, Aqueduct, their uh, first weekend of racing and some nasty weather moving through the Northeast this weekend. So you may get a lot of scratches up there. So Churchill could be the key place to play this weekend. So best of luck with your wagers. And we'll be back next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.